This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. Welcome back to yet another edition of the Kona Edge. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to the podcast. And also thanks again to everyone who has left ratings and reviews uh, of the podcast. If you haven't done so yet, uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'd appreciate it big time. It just helps us uh, get the message out there of what we're trying to do here at the Kona Edge. It only takes you uh, a couple of minutes and it helps us out big time. Uh, I love, one thing I love about doing this podcast is I literally get to chat uh, to triathletes from around the world. Last week, got to chat to someone uh, from India, and uh, today we're heading to Europe, and it's a great pleasure to welcome uh, our next guest onto the podcast, also with a pretty cool story to share. Uh, it's a massive, massive Coney Edge. Welcome to Christian Haupt. head to Hanover in Germany now and it's a great pleasure to welcome uh, Christian Haupt onto the podcast. Christian, welcome onto the Kona Edge. Nice to have you. Thank you to be here. I'm, I'm very proud of it. <laughs> I, I'm sure you are, Christian. And uh, just looking at your Kona 2016 results so people know who you are. First in your age group, uh, 40th overall, uh, 39th uh, in, in your sort of gender age group. You, uh, Daniela Reif was the only uh, female to beat you on the day. You must be pretty proud of, of your performance in Kona this year. Yeah, exactly. I'm very proud of the performance and I didn't expect it that I could be so fast. I thought about uh, that I could reach uh, 9.15. Yeah, and now it was exactly 9 hours and f- f- uh, 35 seconds. That's uh, a great result for me. And, um, yeah, it was a, but it was a perfect race, yeah, but it was a very good race. Looking at that time, nine flat with 30, 35 seconds, have you, have you now post-race sat down and thought, well, you could have made those 35 seconds up so you could have gone under nine hours? Yeah, I didn't have a perfect race, so uh, the, the 35 seconds would be anywhere. Uh, yeah, they, I, I missed it every, anywhere because I had some problems with my... Um, with my chains, yeah, and um, I lost my my bottle at the bike, so I think uh, I could do the the 35 seconds. But I think the conditions this year wasn't uh, they were okay. I think think so. And um, when I will start there next year, I couldn't say, hey, um, I will do an age 59. That would be no problem. That's, uh, it's, every every race is different, and it's very hard. And uh, the conditions in at Kona, ex- especially, are very very hard. Yeah, absolutely. Christian, let's take a step back and and let's just talk about you and and how you got into the sport. Where where did your love for triathlon start? Yeah, I'm not so so long in the triathlon business. I started at my first triathlon in 2013, just three years ago. Um, yeah, the the year before I was completely ill. I had a, uh, yeah, a very hard and strong virus, so I couldn't train for one year. And the year before, there before, in 2011, I uh, just done duathlon, and um, yeah, this was my first year in duathlon, and it was already uh, exactly uh, yeah successful. Like um, I I couldn't yeah I couldn't 
things that could be so good. Yeah, I've started in the first time duathlon at the German Championships, and I've done the second place, but I had a license, so I couldn't tell everybody that I'm the second. Yeah, just inofficial. And uh, yeah, in the in the um, autumn, I could start at the duathlon World Championships, and I were there at my second duathlon vice world champion at Gijon, in sprint distance. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's amazing, uh, Christian. Growing up, I yeah. mean, what what sort of sports did you play growing up? Were you were you very active as a kid? Yeah, I was very active as a kid, but uh, just playing football, yeah, I as a uh, soccer. And when I was 14 years old, a friend of mine uh, said to me, "Oh, uh, you had great fun when you are going to Ireland and uh, drive mountain bikes. So let us go mountain biking." And he um, took me with him. Uh, he gave me a bike and. Um, she said, "Oh, it's no problem when you can't go this this mountain here, uh, because uh, the most one that I know didn't come here up." And at my first time at his bike, <laughs> I um, could could reach the the top without uh, stand up. And uh, yeah, then he said, "Okay, you could be may have a talent." <laughs> and so that was the start that I'm. I uh, started with mountain biking and it uh, was not very bad in the use, but not so good. And then I had a problem. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a, a lung um, where, where you breathe with what yeah. organ is it? Yeah, it's your lung. Uh, yeah, my lung, I had a, a hole inside. Yeah, a, and so I have to, to go out of the sports for some years. And then I started with 20 years with playing football and I didn't know that we that could be so so hard yeah playing football and that was the reason why I started with running and yeah my from my sister the boyfriends he need a training partner and he knows oh yeah he's a good guy uh, he was a good guy in mountain biking maybe he could uh, train me for the marathon and then he picked me up sometimes and said, come on, let us train a little bit together and uh, yeah, tell me something about how you train really, um, yeah, how to train smart. And yeah, then that was the reason why I started with running because I had much fun with him when I was running. Yeah, and um, some years I just was a runner then afterwards. And uh, just only running, no biking, and so on. And yeah, I was very often injured, and so I started with biking. And um, yeah, I've uh, did biking and running together. And so another friend took me and said me said to me, "Hey, you have to do a duathlon." And that was the start of my real yeah. Duathlon, triathlon career. That, that's amazing. Do you do you sometimes wish you had started earlier? I mean, you said you're not you not haven't been around the game for that long, only three years. But do you sometimes wish that you had started when you were younger? Yeah, exactly. Because I love this sport, and um, that would be great to be a pro. 
Yeah. Um, I, so yeah, my, my problem is that I learned swimming just with 31 years. Yeah, before that I couldn't crawl, and I have to definitely start from yeah from this point zero. And um, well, when I could, uh, when I had started in the use with swimming, I think that would be much more easier to to good, do good races. You, you talk about turning pro, Christian, and and I think one of the big questions that's come out of out of Kona twenty sixteen was just the strength of of German triathlon, and and particularly, I mean, if you look at the pros as an example, I mean, uh, the the top three all all German. You got four out of the top five, uh, and and another German in in the top ten. So you're basically sitting with half of the top ten of the on the men's side of things, all, all from Germany. What do you what do you think is the reason for that? Why why is it that Germany is producing so many? good triathletes right now um, Germany in Germany the triathlon is very popular that's one reason and um, yeah when you have when you want to win a little triathlon here in Germany you have to be really tough yeah and so the level is very high and um, but yeah we have got we didn't have got actually a good Triathlete in the in the sprint distance or in the in the Olympic distance. Uh, so um, yeah, the the focus is on the long distance races, and that's the reason why everybody wants to go to do the long distance races in Germany. And so the fastest guys always have their focus on the long distance races uh, from the from the use up. It's incredible. That's the reason why we are so so uh, good at Kona this year. It's amazing, and and I mean we we talk about the pros, but also the first age group at home was uh, was Lucas Kramer from from Germany as well. Obviously, you won your age group. Uh, I think uh, I want to know what's uh, what's in your water. There must be something in the water in Germany. Geez, I think we all need to come and train there. No, I don't think so. We have something <laughs> in the water. I think we have got some good conditions here as well, yeah. And um, yeah, uh, I couldn't say that's the the one point why are the Germans are actually so fast. I think the other triathlon nations will come in the next years, and uh, yeah, go in Kona and have good races. I think uh, it's just uh, a couple of years. That's the reason that the Germans are so good, like this year. Uh, he, he, they will. I was going to say, even though Jan Fredino is German, he spent quite a bit of time in South Africa, so we're going to we're going to claim him as ours as well, so we can share him if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I was two times in uh, South Africa, and I love this country. For me, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, let's let's talk about sort of getting better at this thing and 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 really knuckling down and and getting getting good. You you've obviously got ability, and and you've you've realised that now, but. Getting the balance right of of putting in enough hours to get better as a triathlete, particularly an age group. You're not in an easy age group. You're the 35 to 39. There's lots of competition there. It, it sort of gets a bit harder once you hit the 40s as well. How do you get the balance right of of work and family and getting enough training in and, and just so that you are almost leading a normal life? Although I don't know as a triathlete and an Ironman triathlete if, if there is such a thing as normal. Yeah, Um well, how to do it? Yeah, and I think one of the main points is that the sport is is uh, a typical part of your life. Yeah, 
that you don't have to, to think, oh, I have to train, or did I want to train, or did I not want to train. You have to, to do it at your normal, um, it's, it must be normal in your day, yeah? And uh, I always run to, to my work and uh, run back from the work to, from the office back to home and uh, after, yeah, um, and swimming I will often do before the working, so uh, that's the reason, well, that's how I do it on my own, yeah, I've trained before the work and sometimes after the work and, yeah, that's, uh, that's one of the things that you have to integrate it into your day. As as far and as as far as sort of climate goes, you mentioned Germany's a great place to train. The the winters can get very brutal as well. We we were talking before we started recording that you've you you're going into your off season now and then and then you obviously tick over. You keep training, but you're not really training for a specific race. Or, or are you? How do how do you sort of deal with the off season? What sort of training do you put in now for the next couple of months? So now I'm really in the off season. I just train how I have fun, um, and um, but I will start at the first of December with with the um, focus of the new season. And yeah, I train um, very often um, cycling uh, at home before the TV. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great place. It's I, I don't like it to train um, cycling. When I'm too freezy here, mm -hmm. that's that's something I don't like. I can running is no problem, and swimming, of course, is inside here. Yeah? But uh, that's one of the points how I do it in the winter. And uh, yeah, when you have your early race in in Europe in this season, you definitely have to go to the south of Europe and do a, a training camp, training camp. That's that's very, very uh, yeah. Wichtig. <laughs> don't know the English word. Yeah, well, it's beneficial. I mean, it, it, it's obviously advantageous because of because of the weather. Do you do most of your training on your own? You you talk about the camps and and obviously in Europe, there's lots of them. Particularly as you say, in in the south of Europe, where it's uh, slightly warmer than possibly further north. Do you do you train with a with with a with a triathlon group, or do you, do you do most of your stuff on your own? Um, well, I have the the big advantage that. Ron Prothlis, who lives here in uh, uh, just only one kilometer from me away, that's Jan Raphael. He's uh, double times vice European champion at, at Frankfurt. And yeah, I could call him around, all around the clock and say, yeah, come on, let's train this, let's train this. And yeah, um, he, he just... Is one of the points that I could uh, motivate my, on my own, especially in the winter, and yeah, that's that's very well. Christian, let's talk about the reason for doing an Ironman. It's uh, you spoke about doing duathlon, and uh, and you, you 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 spoke about the strength of German triathlon, particularly on the the longer sort of things. What what was your thinking? Why have you gravitated towards the the longer stuff, like the Ironman? Oh well. Um, I think um, I I feel that uh, the long distance races uh, are, are are my my uh, that's my part yeah and um, uh, because uh, when we are doing long training days uh, I think I could especially in the last 
two two hours from a long cycling ride, then I'm very strong and uh, I felt it very fast. So I know, okay, when you are when you want to be um, when you when you want to reach something, you have to go to the long distance races. And I, yeah, I, I like it to to go training for a long bike ride and so on. So that's that's how that's how I know very far. So I have to go to the long distance races. And I think um, the the Ironman especially is the yeah the ultimate competition about against yourself. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, especially in Germany, everybody says, "Okay, you're doing triathlon. Oh, what's your your Ironman time?" And yeah, the the focus in Germany is very very um, hard to the to the long distance races. And yeah, when the the focus is there and you know, okay, you're you're strange at the long distance races, then it's it's very clear the way to to an Ironman. And I think it's just the Ironman, the the ultimate competition to yourself. Mm. Then that's what I want to do. That's what, uh, that's what I want to to, yeah, um, to to do it on my own. Christian, as far as choosing races goes, uh, there are lots of races in in Europe. And if you look at the size of Europe compared to, let's say, North America, as an example, there's lots of races in North America, but they they are spread quite away across the country. Whereas in Europe, there's lots of races in a in a fairly closeish sort of space. How do you go about choosing which races you want to race? Is it a case of finding ones that are, are maybe a bit faster and flatter because that's what suits you? Or, or is it a case of, of going and finding ones with more hills like Nice in, in France, as an example? How do you choose your or, or set up your race calendar? Yeah, as a, um, last year I started at Mallorca. And um, yeah, I know that... One thing is, I wanted to do uh, Ironman in the in the uh, second half of the season. That was one thing how I could come to Mallorca. And the other thing was, uh, um, I want to do a race, uh, a hot race. Yeah, I, I like the the heat, and um, yeah, and the course should be very hilly. Um, that's the other thing what I wanted to do because I'm a, a good climber. Uh, the bike and yeah, then the the races uh, uh, um, the race was nearly clear that I want to go to Mallorca because I wanted I was there uh, two times ago in the training camp and I love this island. I know that you can do around the race a little bit of holiday. So the 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 choose of Mallorca was nearly clear for me, very fast. As far as the amount of Ironman races you can do in a year, what what do you think is your ideal? How many how many is the right number for you? Uh, sorry, could you ask me again the, the question? The, the rights, like how how many full Ironman races can you do in in one season? I mean, how many is too much for you? How many is just right? Oh. Um before Kona, I did no Ironman race because, uh, yeah, I qualified me myself at Mallorca in the September, and that was the the quali um, the the slot was for Kona at the next year. So I talked with my coach, 
um, what what I should do. And she said, oh, that's a great, great present that you don't have to be to do an Ironman as an age grouper before Kona because you're very fit. You you have to to um, look the whole season just to Kona. Every race that you choose is just with the focus of Kona, and that's the reason why I was uh, last year, well this year, I just only do one Ironman, and the year therefore also I just one Ironman. So and yeah, in 2017 I think I will only just do one Ironman, and um, yeah, at the the winner of the World Championships, I'm qualified for the next year, so I will next year go. To Kona as well, and do no long distance race before. Do Do you think age groupers race too much? That they they are racing full Ironmans too often? Uh, I think two Ironmans are okay in the year, but um, not more. Um, when we are we aren't uh, pros, and uh, our training. Um, kilometers are not so much like the pros, so we have to give our our body a little bit more of uh, yeah regeneration, and that's the reason why I think that two Ironmans are the are enough in in one season. Christian, I normally ask uh, what people are most proud of, one, one achievement, and I'm guessing for you, it's your age group winning in Kona in 2016. Other than that, what what else are you proud of as far as your 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 triathlon career is concerned? I think um, I'm very proud of that. That I'm come every time back. Yeah, uh, I had a hole in my lung in the youth, uh, but I come back. I had um, two broken uh, bones in in my leg um, after a marathon, but I come back. I'm had a, a very hard uh, vir- virus, the EBVI. I don't know how it's uh, called in English. Uh, and uh, yeah, everybody said to me, "Okay, now your career is over. You are over 30 years old. Now it's it's enough for you." And I every time I come back. And especially mentally, I come back stranger, and that's the one thing uh, between the the Kona win that I'm very proud of. Do you think it's coming back like that is a mental thing? That it's it's a decision that you want to come back and and drive yourself back, and and that's what keeps you. And and that's like you say, it's 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 the mental side of it that that keeps you strong. Do you think that is what gives you the edge? Yes, I think that was the the thing that I'm uh, why I'm at the corner winner. Yeah, I've uh, I had a the the last twelve kilometers in in Kona were very very hard, and um, I had uh, great pain, and yeah, that's uh, because I'm mentally um, I'm mentally strong. That was the reason why I could. Uh, I don't um, run slower and slower and slower like the others. Um, but yeah, that that's the reason why I'm. I could do it. 
Christian, I love your your splits in Kona in 2016. I think it's uh, you 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 mentioned you had the perfect race. Obviously, there were one or two things that maybe didn't go according to plan. But just to to give people an idea of what you did, I mean, you swam a 57:39, so you came out of the water, and you were 52nd uh, in in your age group, 305th overall. Off the bike, you were eighth in your age group, 68th overall. And then after the run, you were first. So you, you literally, all day, you, you probably didn't get passed once by anyone. It was just once you got out of the water, that was it. It was not that you were playing catch-up, but you, 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 you paced the perfect race. Yeah, I think I'm, I know my body very well, and uh, that's the reason why I uh, paced well. And um, I... Some some guys overtake me at the bike, and I said, "Whoa, what are they doing here for a crazy pace?" Yeah, and uh, one of them was uh, a training colleague of me, and he said to me, "Oh, I was in the um, transition area, and I yeah, I was the the race was over. He knows it, yeah." And um, I come to the transition point, and I said, "Okay." Now we can go to running, and that's the the difference, and that's uh, one of the one main reasons why I'm yeah very fast at the running. That's incredible. Looking at your your triathlon career over the years, what's what would you say has been your biggest disappointment, and what have you learned from it? Oh, um, last year I won the 70.3 World Championship and uh, yeah, they they told me afterwards I did uh, drafting and um, yeah, so, but I didn't draft and I didn't get a, a penalty, so um, that's that was the biggest disappointment because I had nothing do wrong there at this race and there was no referee who told me I have to go to the penalty box yeah when I will get a penalty I will go to the box there's no discussion for me and uh, yeah I was <laughs> the first over the the finish line and then they told me afterwards after a few hours oh you are now um, disqualified and I didn't know how, how that comes and uh, that's one not only my story that's the story of nearly 80, 80 guys 80 other guys at this race so there must be something wrong but that was the main the, the biggest disappointment for me yeah and uh, that was uh, something that I did uh, <laughs> why I'm driving uh, I'm, I'm traveling to, to Mallorca and this year to Kona with a little bit angry yeah and uh, that was an, ex- an experimental effect <laughs> a bit me. of with a bit of a point to prove I'm sure Christian let's let's talk about drafting there's been a, a few pictures from Kona 2016 on that bike where I mean there were massive packs particularly in the age group uh, race and and I think where you came out of the water I think it is around that sort of spot where, where most of the the athletes are coming out between 55 and uh, 55 minutes and an hour it, it it's difficult on on that course with so many good athletes to not get caught up in bunches on the bike what do you, what are your thoughts on it is there a way to fix it, or is that just what it is in the sport and we need to deal with it? 
Well, um, I think um, I had the um, a referee nearly 60 kilometers just only a few minutes before or behind me or directly to me and uh, I had a very fair race I could say but just because of that there was the whole time a referee next to me and um, yeah when I come back from Harvey I said I saw the 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 groups coming up and uh, I saw, oh God, what is, what is that? I don't want that they uh, catch me. And uh, so I have to, to bike harder from Harvey to, to Kona as I want to. Um, yeah, but I think it's a very big problem. And um, when you have so much starters in this, in this field, and they are, especially in Kona, they are coming out of the water around about 55 minutes to an hour to an hour five, yeah. So the, uh, the first 10, 15 kilometers, you, you just have to overtake the whole the time. And uh, yeah, there's no chance to, to do a fair race in the first 15 minutes. But afterwards, for me, I could say that was a very fair race because, but just because there was the whole time a referee mm. directly near to me. Yeah, and I, well, I, I could say how you could, could, um, could, how you could change that. I think that is a very big problem, and you can only um, you can only um, fight it with more referees, and uh, yeah, they have to be very hard mm. in their decisions. Absolutely, I think only then you can do a fair race. Absolutely, and and something else that's starting to plague the sport is obviously doping as well, and and it's becoming more and more prevalent, particularly in the in the age group ranks. Your thoughts on on dopers and and uh, the bans that dopers are getting? Are, are you a fan of of lifetime bans, or, or do you think that the, the sport's doing enough to to eradicate the sport of people who are doping? Yeah, um, that was something that I that I surprised. What I, what I'm surprised about because last year in Zelamsee and in some uh, other races here in Germany, I have to go to the doping control. Yeah, and uh, at the the age group uh, victory at, at Kona, there wasn't. Um, there they just controlled the pros. I think um, yeah, everybody wants to have a fair race, and one of the part is today that you have to do a non-doped uh, race. So that was something that surprised me that nobody of the age group was, uh, but nobody that I know. Maybe there were some some controls, but um, I think that's uh, yeah, that was a surprise for me that nobody would uh, be controlled. That's interesting indeed. Uh, the goal for Kona 2017, how, how, how do you top what you did this year? Is it Do you go with the same plan or, or are you going to change things? How, how does it work from here, Christian? Well, um, the plan is uh, that I am come, come back to Kona as uh, strong as I was this year. Um, yeah, and I hope that I don't have a bike crash two weeks before, uh, like this year. And uh, yeah, then I th I want to do 
very well race like this year and what the result is we will see in 2017. Yeah, um, I don't like it to say, okay, I'm, I'm the, the defender of the title and so I, I want to win and I will win. That is not uh, my lane where I want to go. I think um, there are so so many details they which they, which have to to be um, sorted uh, sorted out. Yep. Yeah. Which sorted out. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's that's the thing. I just want to do a good race, a very good race. And uh, when I'm fit, the the results will be yeah will be well as like this year. I hope so. I'm guessing the goal is to try and go under nine hours next year, though. And if that's good enough to be the world champion once again, then so be it. Yeah, that would be great. But I think especially Kona isn't a race which you can't plan. It's so hard with the conditions, the wind, the the heat, and um, the um, the the air. Yeah, it's. it's uh, it's a, it's a place for doing sports like no other, I think, and uh, that's the reason why you can't plan Kona and say, okay, eight ninety five uh, is is the re- is the 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 goal for next year. But yes, yeah, of course, I, I I'm hungry <laughs> as well, <laughs> and I wanna I wanna go um, to Kona and uh, yeah. Would be so great to do an eight hours and fifty nine minutes race, yeah. I'm sure, and, I, and that's one of the things that makes that island so great. Christian, thank you so much for your time here on the Cone Edge today. Much appreciated. I look forward to chatting to you about your swim, your bike, and your run, and your nutrition. But we'll save that uh, for our next chat. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cone Edge. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for the Kona Edge.